good afternoon to everyone. Um, as you know, the President Speaker Series really is a forum that brings all of us together as a community, uh, brings uh, our international experts and innovators to really discuss ideas, advancements, and strategies around healthcare. It's a chance for us to learn from leading healthcare thinkers. And uh, for us today, it's going to be David O'Toole, who I'm very, very pleased to be introducing um, uh, as his role in, as president and CEO of uh, Kaihai. Prior to joining Kaihai, David spent more than 20 years in the Ontario public sector, where he was uh, previously Deputy Minister of Natural Resources, Deputy Minister of Northern Development, Mines, and Forestry, and Assistant Deputy Minister in the Cabinet Office. He began his career in healthcare, working both in the public and private sectors in Canada and the US. He served as Commissioner for the Ontario Public Service Commission and on the Executive Development Committee of the Ontario Public Service. He's a graduate of Queen's University and of the Executive Education Program of Ivy School of Business at the University of Western Ontario. He's also chair of the Board of Directors of the Kingston Health Sciences Centre and is a former member of the Board of Directors of the Institute on Governance. In his current role as President and CEO of Kaihai, David really leads that organization in identifying health information priorities for Canada's healthcare system, of course, of which we are a part of and in collaboration with the federal, provincial, and territorial governments. Kahai really, I would say, has advanced uh, their uh, journey as really being one of the most credible healthcare organizations that provides comparable and actionable data and information used to really try to improve healthcare in Canada and beyond Canada's jurisdictions. We have been working very hard with Kaihai to provide information and data to help educate our public on our performance at both a national, provincial, and local level. And we use the Kaihai information whenever the reports come out to really help us monitor healthcare in Alberta and how to make improvements. Uh, so with no further ado, I'd like to thank David for coming to Alberta and uh, thank him for giving us a talk about Kaihai today. Thank you, David. Thanks, very much. Thanks a lot, Bruno. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you very much for welcoming me here today. It's a, it's a fabulous opportunity that I've been looking forward to, and I had a great session this morning with, the, with Verna and her executive team, and I'm looking forward to other sort of more intimate discussions later on this afternoon. I do have some slides, but they're simply meant to punctuate um, my remarks. I don't have a litany, so don't worry about your eyes glazing over after the 50th slide presents itself. It's mainly meant to punctuate the remarks. <sighs> Thank you for inviting me to speak today. The collaboration between Alberta and the Canadian Institute for Health Information is long-standing and important, and I'm delighted that so many of you are participating both here and from across the province. Kaihai is an organization that I am very proud to lead, and I'm excited to work with the individuals who work there every day because they're passionate about what they do. Kaihai generates accurate, objective, regionally, re regionally representative information on health system performance and population health in this country. We're recognized as one of the most trusted sources of data, analysis, and information in Canada. And the foundation of our work is better data, better decisions, and healthier Canadians. Kaihai's existence reflects a recognition that while universal health care in Canada is a value, it comes with an obligation. Universal only has meaning, meaning if everyone has access to roughly comparable health care that is of roughly comparable quality across the continuum of care across the country. 
Kaihai's work reflects the reality that there is no one Canadian system and that there will be variations and variability across the country with respect to quality, access, and performance. Each province and territory funds and administers its own health care delivery. Within those borders, there's more decentralization. Local and regional health authorities across the country are entrusted with local decision making. Then there's all the activity in hospitals, primary care, clinics, and increasingly in patients' own homes. I'm not saying that this activity is completely uncoordinated, but neither is it as effectively integrated as it could be or ought to be. Kaihai enables the very difficult task of making comparisons and sharing the lessons that inform and enable improvements across the healthcare systems in this country. We enable the comparisons of health system performance as well. Local health providers are busy and focused on providing quality and safe care. But they take the time to share their data because it helps them to see their work in context. It helps them compare their efforts to others and improve their practice. They get a sense of how they're doing and where they need to do more. So that someone living in St. John's, Newfoundland could see an improvement to patient safety in their local hospital that was inspired by a lesson learned in a hospital in Red Deer. People in the health system who might never meet each other, so to speak, are talking to each other through the data. That's Kaihai at work, working with you and making connections through data and analytics and comparisons. Kaihai was formed in 1994 and began with access to three data sets. Today we have 28. Data is generated every time you access healthcare services. When you visit your family, family doctor, receive a prescription, see a specialist, enter the emergency room, have an operation, or experience a myriad of other healthcare events. Taken together, people's experiences with healthcare can tell stories about performance gaps, inequalities, inconsistency, misperception, as well as promising ideas, innovation, progress, and success. In a way, the data is the collective voice of patients' experience. We compare health data in your region with the rest of your province and with Canada or even with the world. We're continually striving to help decision makers, make, help decision makers better understand who is reached with what services and who is being missed. CHI-IO is a resource for secondary use folks, for government policymakers, healthcare administrators, people in this room, but also people in the regional health authorities across the country. As an example, Kaihai last year received a request from the Chief Coroner's Office in Ontario for data on emergency department visits for sport-induced head injuries. Athlete concussions are a high-profile and growing concern. Two provinces had the relevant comparable trauma data for us to compare, Ontario and Alberta. Our data was absolutely bolstered by the confidence we had in the data from Alberta. As a result, we now know that the number of ED visits for sports-related concussions in Ontario and Alberta went up by 46% between 2010-11 and 2014-15, and that the youngest population saw the biggest increases in those rates. What's more, 90% of emergency department visits for sports-related head injuries in Alberta are for concussions. That's just some, one example of how we work to produce timely analytics with our, with our partners. We produce more than 100 indicators, single measures that are reported on regularly in areas such as acute care, long-term care and rehabilitation, or finance, spending and health human resources. 
These indicators provide comparable information as well as track progress and performance over time. They can, for example, allow a single hospital to see how their performance compares with other hospitals of similar size and characteristics. Without access to such indicators, truly measuring and improving the performance within the health system would be even more challenging. CHI also publicly produces reports throughout each year based on the needs, requests of the jurisdictions and our partners or other emerging healthcare challenges. Our reports often get coverage because they inform the debate on priorities in healthcare and they're often controversial. Here's a sample of headlines from newspapers in the past couple of years. More Canadian doctors making the switch to electronic medical records. Canada incredibly average on reducing premature mortality compared with peer countries. One in 18 Canadian patients suffers from a preventable hospital error. Finding a family doctor surprisingly easy for Calgary patients as physicians' ranks swell. 7,500 Canadians were hospitalized for self-injury last year. Those are just some examples. We feel an obligation to public reporting because we think it's a fundamentally important part of generating change and behavior change in the systems. Some of these issues are difficult. We try to be, the, be fair in the way we publish the reports, the way we prepare the environment for the reception of the reports because this is not about an audit or a gotcha situation. This is about public reporting in the interest of quality improvement. To have stronger services, to reach more people with public investment, we want people asking, why? Why don't I have access to a family doctor? Why did I wait so long in the emergency department? Why aren't there better mental health services in our community when there are so many clearly in need? Why is the precursor to how, as in how do we fix this? And that is where our organization like Alberta Health Services comes, comes into play. We're very proud of the Your Health System website, website, which was updated with the most recent data available in just in recent weeks. Through it, we strive to ensure that our work is relevant to the real needs of Canadians. The Your Health System site has an array of data on healthcare services and population health at the regional level. Anyone can enter their postal code and can see their community's health services and population health and how they compare to others. There are three levels of data depending on your level of interest and expertise. In brief, has five themes that Canadians have said are important to them. It asks questions such as, can you get health services when you need them? How good is the care you are receiving and is it safe? How much do the health services you use cost the system? How well is the system working to help you stay healthy and avoid getting sick? Are Canadians actually getting healthier? These questions are answered in plain language and understandable infographics. Another section, in depth, goes further into the indicators for those who want more detail, still available to members of the general public. It has indicators at national, provincial, territorial, regional and facility levels, with new ones being added regularly. Data comes from more than 600 Canadian hospitals and 1,200 long-term care facilities. During a recent release, we added a regional-level indicator called hospitalizations entirely caused by alcohol. What the in-depth function allows you to do is to compare region to region and province to province on an interactive tool so that jurisdictions can identify this specific issue and work to improve the situation in their locality. A final level is 
called the Insights section, which provides chart-level data, and you have to have a, a security clearance to get there or a privacy um, process to clear you to get access to that data. Because privacy issues are of such concern to Canadians, it's only available to authorized users. That level of detail is what makes it so useful to institutions in their improvement programs. They can see how they were doing compared to others. Is our preference going up or down? Are we meeting our goals? What should our goals, in fact, be? When we use evidence to make comparisons, the message is not really about how bad things have gotten. It's more about understanding how they can get better and who you can learn from across the country. All of you working in the health system work hard every day to fix problems and to close gaps. Sharing and comparing data is how you leverage the expertise of dedicated health professionals. Healthcare providers are, in fact, often the warning system when issues arise. Our data often, which is your data, often provides numeric validation to what doctors, nurses, and other people working in the front lines of the healthcare system are seeing on the ground. For example, I think most Canadians are aware of the serious opioid crisis in the country. A few years ago, emergency rooms in Canada were seeing more hospitalizations and deaths due to opioid poisoning. We began working with the Canadian Centre on Substance Abuse to gather and analyze that data. Together, we produced a comprehensive report confirming that hospitalizations due to opioid poisoning increased by 30% over the course of seven years. Not only did the research validate that something was happening in the emergency departments of the country that physicians had been telling us about, it highlighted who was most affected. Patients aged 15 to 24 had the fastest rate of growth for hospitalization, up 62% over the study period. Another finding was a little more surprising. Seniors accounted for the highest overall rate of hospitalization. I'm not sure people were necessarily picturing seniors when they thought about the opioid addiction crisis in Canada. And the reports show that Alberta has been particularly hard hit. Opioid poisonings resulted in more than three ED visits in Alberta every day, and that the rate of ED visits increased by 53% between 2010-11 and 2014-15. Getting complete ED data from Alberta enabled this province to be the only Western jurisdiction to be included in that report, and the resulting data painted an accurate, layered picture of the complexity of what's happening in the province. We see information as the first step in solving problems like this, and the more, comprehens more comprehensive information, the better. Kaihai's vision itself suggests a commitment to improvement. Better data, better decisions, and healthier Canadians. With so much change happening in Canadian, Canada and the world, we recognize that our information and services has to keep pace with that degree of change. So I'd like to share a little bit about the direction we've received from our board, of which Verna is a valued member. In the immediate term, we've developed a strategic plan for the next several years that's been the product of intense consultations with folks right across the country in all the provinces and territories. By asking you what your priorities were, are, we've collectively identified four performance themes, patient experience, quality and safety, outcomes, and value for money. We defined our goals to be trusted, to expand our offerings, and to produce an actionable analysis that accelerates improvements of health care and health delivery in the provinces. We've also been able to identify four priority populations that reflect the priorities of the provinces and territories. They are priorities because they are the populations that you are trying to figure out how best to serve. The first one is seniors. 
No matter how old we get, we want to remain ourselves. We want relationships, experiences, independence, and safety. We worry about retaining our basic dignity when our physical and mental health declines. For example, our studies from Kaihai show markedly higher rates of depression among seniors living in residential care. This is important to people of any age, and not just because we have parents or grandparents. As of 2013, there were about 1.5 million people in Canada over the age of 80. If you're in your mid-30s today, you'll be among 5 million people over 80 when you reach that age. It's not just that seniors will be greater in number in the decades ahead. They will want different lifestyles than the seniors in decades past. Mental health is an important focus for us. It touches every family. As stigma is overcome, more people seek help. That's a good thing, but how and where do those, are those patients finding help? Is the quality of the services provided equal if you are living in a big city as opposed to a smaller or rural community? Does income, education, or do other social factors make it more likely that you will find help? Now that society is talking more openly about mental health and the stigma is being overcome, we need to better inform those who need it and get it to them more effectively and more quickly. First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people are also a focus of the direction our board has given us. Sometimes facts and evidence can make it impossible to look away from a moral responsibility. That's true when we look at the poor health outcomes among Indigenous people in Canada compared to other Canadians, non-Indigenous, as well as the relatively low life expectancy. It came as a surprise to us to realize that one of the recommendations from the Truth and Reconciliation Commission focuses on closing gaps in health outcomes between Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal Canadians. That wasn't the surprise. The surprise was that it makes specific reference to CAIHAI uh, as having a role in advocating for better information to, to facilitate collection, analysis, and dissemination of data in order to help close the gap between Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal healthcare outcomes. Last month, I joined CAIHAI's board, board chair, Janet Davidson, who may be known to some of you, um, to sign a partnership with the British Columbia First Nations Health Authority, the only one of its kind in the country. Our meetings in Vancouver were the start of our engagement with the First Nations communities there to better understand the gaps in health outcomes and how they propose to address them. We've also been working with communities in northern Alberta for several years on a project on care planning tools, changing practice among Alberta's First Nations communities. This project was developed to allow the electronic capture of clinical data, providing information about cl clinical outcomes for immediate care planning. The goal is to reduce wait times for assessment and to increase access to healthcare services in First Nations communities in Alberta. To develop this pilot, we work collaboratively with all of you at Alberta Health Services, with Alberta Health, with the InterI Collaborative, with the First Nations and Inuit Health Branch of Health Canada, with Momentum Healthware, Health, Healthware, and with the First Nations Alberta Technical Services Advisory Group. To date, it's been deployed in 26 communities and initiated discussion in First Nations communities outside of Alberta that may consider adopting it. Another population health focus will be, ooh, too quick, children and youth. I don't think there's any more vital imperative than knowing how kids are doing. Specifically, how are we helping them grow up healthy, confident, and hopeful? I think we all feel that the nature of childhood is changing and that technology and other social changes put pressures on kids that most of us did not experience. Poverty impacts children's health in different ways than adults. 
We also understand that good health in childhood is the foundation for success in school, work, and later in life. So better data leading to better decisions on children's health is in fact a foundational issue for all of us. It determines the future success of our society in some respects. So I'm coming to the end of my remarks. And as I said at the beginning, our relationship with Alberta is a really important one. We rely on your data to complete a pan-Canadian perspective in so many of our reports and data sets. I want to thank you for your unwavering commitment to providing us with the data we need to make our work possible. But I don't, that makes it sound sort of one way. You guys are doing some cutting edge stuff. Your capacity with respect to data, informatics, and analytics, what you're doing through the integration of the Alberta Health Service work, the departmental work, and the strategic networks work is cutting edge, not just in the country, but in, in the continent. We're looking to you to learn things. I had a fascinating discussion today with Stafford about how we can effectively bring the value of our big tot indicator work, for example, married up with the granularity of the clinical data that you guys have to, to truly provide a comprehensive picture of care and quality and, 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 and safety improvements across the, not just in this province, but that can be replicated in other parts of the country. Evidence builds engagement because it's about listening. Evidence builds the case and the consensus for collective action. It shows the progress that, that sustains, you can demonstrate the progress that can sustain collective, sustains collective effort. And that's why I'm so proud of the team at Kaihai for realizing they needed to become a slightly different organization to be more effective and relevant to the needs and the services we provide and to helping you guys get done what you need to get done on a day-to-day -day basis across the country. We're determined to continue to work with you in Alberta and all the provinces and the territories to help improve the healthcare system that they're working in and to help identify what is missing and help Canadians understand what they could and should have, have available to them as, as, as citizens for the country in which universal healthcare continues to be a central aspect of, of our social life.